As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome aboard The Athletic's Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! The wait continues for Aaron Rodgers. Will the Jets catch the biggest free agent fish in the wide receiver market? We'll talk about that, OBJ. And what's left to do on the offensive and defensive lines. Plenty to talk about on this episode of the Can't Wait Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tim McMaster, along with Zach Rosenblatt, our Jets reporter at The Athletic, and also Marissa Dunn. We're going to take some of your questions out of the chat as we roll along as well. So Marissa will be grabbing those and we'll be answering those um, because, hey, we're still kind of just in this waiting mode for Rodgers to officially be a Jet, and we will get into that. But we do have to start with something else, a more pressing matter here as we sit here in the middle of March Madness. Um, we're not talking about the men's bracket, although that went badly the men's bracket well, either. Zach, yeah, the, yeah the, the twos. I don't know if everybody knows. Everybody knows Marissa went to Maryland. That That is yeah. very clear on this podcast. <laughs> I feel like less people realize, Zach, that you went to Arizona. So the, the second-seeded men's team goes out in the first round to Princeton, who has proved their worth since then, getting to the Sweet 16. Uh, but then on the yeah. women's side, Maryland and Arizona go head-to-head in the second round, and the Terps take down the Wildcats. Uh, I can't talk. Syracuse didn't make either tournament. Uh, the women's team just went through a scandal. The men's team is obviously moving on to a new coach. There's, there's a mess there. So, Marissa, get some get some trash talking. Yeah, I mean, like, Maryland women's basketball is just unbelievable. Every year they're consistently so good. Brenda Freeze is, like, probably one of the best coaches um, throughout the entire college landscape, not just women's sports. Um, and... I mean, sorry, Zach, but like, that's what happens. You're the turtle, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Diamond Miller is like a star and she's a Jersey girl. So okay. what's better Respect. than a Jersey girl turp just dominating? So I was, I was, I was mainly sad because I was hoping to have a team to cheer for now that March is here and Arizona went to the champ. They like made a surprise run to the championship a couple years ago. Um, Adia Barnes, I covered when I, I was still in Arizona and I like covered her intro press conference back when she was first hired by Arizona. I covered Arizona women's basketball when they won five total games one year. And so to see them where they are now is cool. But yeah, disappointing to see them lose, especially in 
in on the heels of what happened. I'm pretending Arizona was never in the men's basketball tournament, and so that way I, <laughs> I will say I, I do. Second. I do appreciate yeah. um, that a 16 seed won, and so it kind of distracted totally. everybody from the fact that the Arizona had the worst upset. So it, there was a that's true a little bit less. And, and like you said, like Princeton winning another game and winning it, like they killed Missouri. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. even close, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so NJ the, team, we we cheer for the NJ teams here. Yeah. Of course. So big shout um, out to the the New Jersey. I mean New Jersey basketball team. every upset. year. It's yeah, like it's NJ crazy. teams are better when they're in the, when they're like high seeds. It's like they they go on runs. Yeah. Yeah. But you know yeah, who you can root for, Zach? You could root for Xavier the rest of the way. No, I'm not rooting Sean for Sean Miller. I'm not rooting for Sean Miller. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. He, Sean he, Miller is back at Xavier and winning again. Uh, hey, Arizona was great when Miller was there until yeah, things got a little questionable. <laughs> but. Well, so I, I, so I still text with some of my buddies from Arizona, and me and one of my friends, this is a sidetrack that nobody cares about. but We'll get um, back to the Jets in, yeah. in a moment. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was like a Sports Illustrated story back when Sean Miller was at uh, Arizona still about how he, before he like, like, at some point he like lost a bunch of weight, but before he did, he would be on the road recruiting, and he was known amongst like other coaches for eating a lot of nachos. Um, when he would like watch recruits, so people refer to him as Nacho Miller. So me and my one friend text call him Nacho all the time now. Um, yeah, I covered Arizona basketball. He wasn't the friendliest to the media, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Neither here so nor I have there. To give a shout out to Taylor in our chat. Yeah, I saw. I didn't even realize that you know I'm pumping up Brenda Freeze. She went to Arizona. Oh, hey, I forgot so about that. Have, That's we right. Do have some connection there. There we go. But yeah, yeah. So she's only having her success at Maryland because of Arizona. <laughs> because she what... went to Arizona. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, but it was it was a great weekend of college basketball. Men yeah, there were some good games. Yeah. Yeah. Was... yeah. I didn't realize Taylor is a Arizona grad as well. So. Yeah, we, oh, we, we did know that. Too, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor talked about it when right. he came we on as our that. guest picker. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. It's all and Dan coming back is the terp, terp grad. Yeah. Correct. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the Jets. Uh, although that was fun. Um, you guys can make fun of Syracuse whenever you want at this point because it's yeah. dark times in Central New York. <laughs> bye bye, baby. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers still not a Jet. Still expected fully to be a Jet at some point. Um, obviously, the holdup Zach is the trade. Um, and you have your prediction, which I, I'd love to throw out here, because I think if this if it ends up being, you said, a 2023 second rounder, 2024 conditional third rounder, I'm assuming that's conditional on Rodgers playing a second yeah, season. I, I should say I, Peter King pointed out in his article that it, it probably would make more sense for it to be a 2025 conditional third rounder, because then if he plays in 2024, right. then then they, they get to pick in. like the next year kind of thing. So I think that would be more logical. And then. Uh, as you're about to say, plus a receiver or two, basically. And I said Corey Davis or Mims kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if that works out, I think if the Jets hold on to all their first round picks and get Aaron Rodgers, I think that, you know, they can celebrate that. Joe Davis, can, Joe Douglas can take another bow. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think I, I assume this is coming down to the fact that the Packers want a first round pick, right? Yeah, I, I think that's the sticking point. And. My, look, I'm not. I don't. I don't think anybody really knows what how negotiations are going. I imagine there hasn't really been much that has changed. I'm sure both are trying to stand their ground and both feel like they have the time to wait. But I, you know, I, I've been asked. I've been on. A, obviously, there's a lot of interest in Rogers, so I've been on an alarming amount of like radio and TV shows over the last week. If I get asked one more time, it was more leveraging the situation. I might. I might quit. I See, know. I didn't <laughs> go there because yeah, I honestly I I believe that. the leverage. My opinion, the leverage is. Even I think yeah, both that, teams yeah, yeah. have no leverage. So there's a reporter named I, there's a reporter I think named Connor Hughes who tweeted about this. He said uh, that 
he said there's no like both teams either have the most or have not no leverage like they there's you can make a case for either side and i i think the day to to watch is the draft i think that's like because if, if i would think the packers want to get players in the building now to help surround jordan love and all that stuff they're not really making much go on in free agency they're going to be stuck with rogers's cap hit although it gets i guess they he they have a bigger cap hit on the books if they trade him before june 1st but I ultimately think the draft is the one to keep the eye on because I I would think the Packers want picks this year. I don't think I don't think the Jets should or will trade that that number thirteen pick because he's a thirty nine year old quarterback who might retire after a year. Uh, and I'm sure they're more willing to give up a first next year, which in theory should be you know you're doing that with the assumption you're going to win a lot of games, so it would be a later draft pick. So I think that's the sticking point. They're both trying to stand their ground. I don't know who has more leverage. I don't think either of them really have leverage. Ultimately, they they both need to get this done. Um, we, we were texting about it before the show. The conspiracy theory uh, guy and me wonders if, like, you know, the NFL announces their schedule in May, which is like shortly after the draft. I, I imagine the NFL wants to know for sure that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on. I, I think they're pretty confident. Everybody's confident Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Jets because they're going to make their schedule. And I know you wanted to get into this at some point. I guess we, we could skip ahead. And no, no time. Want. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like they're, they're going to have a lot of primetime games if Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. And that's a big part of the NFL's announcement. When they make the announcement for the schedule, the biggest thing everybody looks at is the primetime games. Who's playing on Thanksgiving? Who's playing Monday night? Who's playing Sunday night? Who's doing the Thursday night games? Um, I saw Peter King suggested them as like the, the Black Friday game they're doing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have a lot of late nights this year is my impression. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, my conspiracy theorist in me wonders if the NFL might be like, hey, guys, get this done now. I think I, I heard I saw somebody point this out. I obviously wasn't covering the team back then, but I think when they traded for Bill Parcells or whatever it was, it was like a long drawn out negotiation. And I think the NFL was like, you guys need to do this right now. And then it got done. So I, I don't know if the NFL gets involved like that anymore, but you know, this is the topic that is, you know, consuming everybody. And it's maybe the biggest swing factor in the entire f- fall schedule. So I, I wonder if the NFL is going to be like, guys, let's figure this out. And because the Jets are a candidate for hard knocks as well. So there's like a lot of factors here. And I, I, I imagine I Aaron Rodgers being on, that, I imagine Aaron Rodgers being on hard knocks would be very appealing to the NFL. Oh, do you yeah. think if, do you think if the Jets are on hard knocks, like is it, that are, would be fascinating. are players obligated to partake in hard knocks if they uh, take your team? Like, I don't, I don't think so. Cause you, I've seen, because I can guys, see hard knocks seen guys the Jets like, where, Aaron like I know, I remember play. one year, I can't remember like timelines and stuff, but like the Rams were on once the first, like the first time the Rams were on, Jared Goff was like a big part of it, and then when they were on again, when they did like the split LA season, I don't think Jared Goff did like any of the interviews because so I think they they probably do have the choice, and some guys are more willing to like let them in. I can't imagine Rogers would let them in. How um, about Zach like, Wilson? Oh man, that, see that? I mean, I I'm pretty confident he wouldn't, but um like the, and it's always fat i don't i don't watch the show as much as i used to because I, I don't think it's gone because there's so much access to everything going wow. on already so i don't think it's as interesting as it used to be but like the how they how they handled the zach wilson and aaron Rodgers stuff would be fascinating too yeah we i mean we would have to maybe oh yeah we'd have plenty we I mean, would have we're gonna to have, watch we're gonna have plenty of, of we're gonna have nights. plenty to talk about anyway but yeah. yeah i'd have to write about each episode as well so. yeah we'll have to do episode breakdowns on the podcast and and all that yeah. stuff Look yeah. at us just planning all these podcasts. We Actually, have it's good. Right? It would be good. That's easy, easy content, well, right? And oh, Hard Knocks sure. is like it's it's weird who can, what teams can and cannot be part. Yeah, of it. it yeah, it like has to be like list. a returning coach to a team that didn't right. make the playoffs. I think yeah, in like the last few years. Yeah, and they can't have been on Hard Knocks in a certain amount of time either. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, 
basically like only you're motivated teams. as a good yeah, team. I forget what the other teams are. I think like the Saints were one of the teams, so they're kind of interesting. And there's like a couple others that are. Last year, I think it was like three. There were three options, including the Jets. So, oh, and then the Lions, obviously. I feel like up. the Jets are usually a candidate if their coach is beyond their first year because they don't make the playoffs. So. Right, right. Okay, I you think know who the, will be on a the, lot. The, the four candidates are the Bears, Saints, Jets, and Commanders. So well, I would the say Bears the, Bear, the be Bears are in, those are all interesting, but the Jets. It are won't the most. be the Commanders because the NFL will not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they don't want. They don't want anything to do with them. Like, yeah, and no the chance. Jets are the Jets are the most appealing for because there would be way more eyes on it if Rodgers is on the team. So. Yeah. Yeah, I could see a lot of a lot of interviews with Woody. Uh, I don't <laughs> think Joe Douglas sits down much, but uh, yeah, he's not a big talker. Sala would be a star. Sala, oh yeah, yeah, he'd be an absolute star. Yep. Uh, and they're well, in the Hall of Fame game. Oh, my so. God. Lots of <laughs> crazy year ahead, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Buckle up, Jets fans. <laughs> Get excited, Zach. Um, all right. Let's, that, that's a lot. We wanted to mention the schedule thing because of the prime time games, but we went down a whole path there. That was yeah, great. yeah. Um, looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's talk about wide receivers. Um, they got one, Alan Lazard. It's official, uh, the 27-year-old. We we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, uh, but when he spoke on Friday, he said, Hackett was a big part of this one. He knows Hackett from two stops along the way. Um, but but this is a guy who should really fill that Corey Davis role nicely. 6'5", 225. Um, he's been really good. Obviously, the familiarity with Aaron Rodgers, one of Aaron Rodgers' guys. Um, we talked about that. The one thing that's interesting, Zach, the salary cap hit in 2023. They managed to keep it at just 3.26. It leaps after that to 12.18, then 13.18. But... Um, but they did the finagling there to keep yeah. that low to allow them to continue to do things here in the offseason. Yeah, that Joe Douglas more than usual has really uh backloaded the contracts and and you know they restructure all those deals to backload them. So you're gonna see in the coming years there's a lot of really big cap hits on guys that maybe you wouldn't be as excited about to have that big cap hit. But the Jets, like a lot of teams, I think one of the most interesting thing about this offseason, there hasn't been as many cap casualties because I think a lot of teams are more willing to either hold on to these guys or restructure them because the cap's going up so much in the in the next couple of years. So like a guy like Corey Davis normally would have been cut before free agency even started. Instead, they're keeping him, seeing if they can either include him in the Packers trade or find something else. Or I think they were open to keeping him until they got Lazard. I don't think you can really keep both of those guys. So yeah, they've structured their deals because they don't they don't have a lot of cap space right now. They're hanging on to guys like Carl Lawson, Corey Davis, you know, even the lower end guys like Ashton Davis and and uh, Bryce Hall, who have like a couple million on the books, like they're they're holding on to these guys as long as they can, and then when they have to make some moves, I think they will. So that's why you kind of see them be kind of a little quiet in free agency because they're they're hanging on to these guys until the last possible moment. I think 
if they start making some moves coming up and, you know, the Rodgers trade goes through or they go for, you know, these are, we're about to talk about Beckham uh, or they make another big splash somewhere else, uh, they're going to need the money. Although, I mean, I guess they could still like keep, keep backloading contracts, but they, they don't have, they, they need a factor in their draft class and need a factor in, in season spending. Uh, once, you know, right as of right now, the only cap hits are the top 51, but once training camp hits, it goes to the full roster. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of factors coming in. I, they don't really have much cap space, but there's ways to clear it. Um, CJ Mosley, I imagine his contract will be restructured at some point. Uh, but yeah, so the, the Lazar contract was indicative of like what they've been doing all offseason, which, you know, maybe I, I guess I didn't factor that in enough when I was like projecting a lot of stuff and who they're going to cut and stuff like that. How, how, like how big they're expecting the cap to jump, which it's never guaranteed. You never know what's going to happen uh, with that stuff. But I, they, they seem pretty confident it's going to jump. And even if it doesn't, they're all in on this year. So. Yeah, you figure out next year after that. And think, it, let's be honest, when you're a good team, if you're a playoff team, if you're a Super Bowl contender with a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, it's easier to get people on cheaper deals, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, people are going to want to come. Like looking ahead to next offseason, if they yeah. make a run into the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers and there's all this excitement and it's New York, you would imagine it would be easier to bring in free agents for for what you want at that point. They, we've always talked on this podcast about how the Jets have always had to overpay free agents, and maybe that time is finally kind of coming to an end. Um, all right, the other receiver you mentioned, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, this still just seems wild to me that he would be interested in coming back to New York, but with the Jets, um, obviously Rodgers is a factor, but like, how real is this in your mind? I think it's real. I the part I it's hard to get like I I feel like Odell Beckham is seriously considering the Jets. Whether they're I, what I don't know is how serious their pursuit is of him. Like I I haven't been able to get a read on that yet. I think they're interested. I know Rodgers wants to play with him. Um, I I consider it a real possibility that he winds up with the Jets. I I you know the Cowboys removed themselves from consideration when they traded for Brandon Cooks the other day. Uh, you know there's still other receivers that are maybe available in trades like DeAndre Hopkins, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Uh, there's probably some other ones. So like you'll see if teams go and get those guys, and they're probably out of the Beckham sweepstakes. He he's such a complicated target because I mean everything everybody knows the Odell deal at this point, um, especially in this area. Like he's as talented as it comes when he's healthy. He has been healthy very much in the last few years. Missed all of last year as he was you know rehabbing, and he did that whole free agency tour that amounted to nothing, and tore his ACL in the Super Bowl with the Rams. He was starting to look like himself at the end, and he got hurt. Like you don't know what version of Odell you're getting. I don't think you can commit long term to him. I don't know if that's what he's looking for and why he's hung around so long. Um, I mean, cost, all that stuff. Like, is he worth bringing in? And I don't know. There, there's there's a lot going on there. But I I do think you know talent wise, the fact that you don't have to give up a draft pick to get him, like there's some appeal there. If the Jets are going really all in on this year, he's more talented than anyone besides Garrett Wilson they have currently. So, um, I mean, I I get the appeal of it and the potential of it. But there's also potential for a disaster, as there always is with a guy like that who's so volatile and and all that stuff. And I, I think teammates. I think he does. He is generally a popular teammate. I think that part's overblown. But there is distractions that come with him. And some of um, his problems in the past have been. You know, there was always the questions when he was with the Giants if there was an issue with him and Manning as far yeah. as that relationship. Yeah, it's always quarterback. I would imagine related. that's not going to be an issue with Rodgers. Yeah, he. I imagine he'd be confident that Rodgers would be, you know, be able to get him the ball, but. The, the the flip side of that is that um you know on paper they'd have maybe the most talented wide receiver room in the NFL if you look at Garrett Wilson, Odell Beckham, Alan Lazard, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, 
assuming Mims is in a trade. That's very good. But what you know you have to factor in is that a year ago they were winning. Elijah Moore wasn't getting the ball. He was like the number two or three receiver, and he demanded a trade. He's not going to be not only not going to be getting the ball, he's going to have a hard time getting on the field with that group. Um, you know, you, you would hope that you'd be able to make it work and get a guy to, to buy in. And, you know, you've seen teams do that where you have like four talented guys. You never know what's going to happen. Everybody guys get hurt. Odell Beckham gets hurt. Um, but I have a hard time believing they could bring in Odell and keep a guy like Elijah Moore. So maybe they then turn around and trade him somewhere else for draft picks or something, or maybe they'd include him in the Packers deal. But I think Elijah would be the one that would be most impacted by them getting a guy like a Beckham. And if they're interested in Beckham, I do wonder if they are interested in those other guys I mentioned. And like, are they, are they all in and trying to just get as many good receivers as you can and not let Rogers complain that he doesn't have weapons around him or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, and, and beyond the receivers, they, I mean, they still have those two tight ends who are going to be here now because they restructure their deals. They have, they're probably going to have to add another running back. Brees will come back at some point. Michael Carter's getting targets a lot out of the backfield like that. There's a lot of mouths to feed, which is a good problem to have unless you know, one of those mouths is going to be mad even when you're winning. So um, it's a lot to think about. And, you know, there's there's real risk of it not working out. I've seen surprising, like, not as many Jets fans as excited about the possibility as you would think. And there's been a lot of, like, we don't want him. I I don't know if that should be the stands. I, I, I get the reticence. But if, if you're looking to go in all year, all, all in this year, then I, I get it. I do. I think once he's arrived, that'll go away. But there's a totally there's a yeah, giant thing. Point. There's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> it, it would be it would be really weird having Odell be in New York and not playing for the like that. That'd just be strange seeing yeah. him in a Jets uniform and stuff like that. Which is why I feel it kind of does feel like uh like the Jets historically are always bringing guys in at the end of their career, you know, and you know LT and you know Matt Forte and Brett Favre and now Rod, like guys like that just kind of like get that Jets uniform in at the very end and. <laughs> And sometimes it's memorable and sometimes it's not. And maybe that would be like what Odell would be like. Hopefully memorable. Yeah, um, exactly. All right. We got a lot to get to, but there's been a lot of good questions coming through. I've noticed in the chat, Marissa, what's going on? Yeah. yeah so um, big question, the common theme is the defensive tackle yeah. position versus O-line. So what do you think is the biggest need for this team right now? Yeah, I mean it's pretty even split between those two. I think on paper you have to say they probably they actually have bodies at tackle that you could argue like Mackay Becton talent wise could be good. Dwayne Brown if he's healthy, he's solid. They like Max Mitchell, so at least have three guys. Defensive tackle they don't have anyone. They have Quinton Williams. They re-signed Solomon Thomas. And that's pretty much it. They you know have a couple like they have Isaiah Mack who they claimed on waivers earlier in the offseason. Like nobody exciting, but they lost Sheldon Rankins to the Texans. I think that's a big loss. Mm-hmm. They lost Nathan Shepard to the Saints. They tried signing Fletcher Cox. I think they believed they really had a shot at him. They offered him more than the Eagles did. Uh, so clearly they were all in on Fletcher Cox signed for ten million. Sheldon Rankin signed for ten and a half. So if they really wanted Sheldon Rankins, they could have paid him because they offered Fletcher Cox more than that. And it would have been fascinating to see Cox in this team and not in an Eagles uniform and all that stuff. Uh, but ultimately that didn't work out. And I don't, the free agency options aren't that exciting right now. So do wonder what they're going to do there. Maybe Joe Douglas has something up his sleeve in a trade or something like that. But, you know, if I would say defensive tackle is probably more of a need on paper, but in terms of importance and protecting Aaron Rodgers, I, I know they went after Orlando Brown, like that was reported before he signed a huge deal with the Bengals. So I think they clearly know that they could use an upgrade at those spots. I I, I don't know if that'll come in for agency at this point either. Uh, you know, I, could I saw, it come in the draft? Could come in the draft or again, maybe like a, a trade, although I don't know. They might not have as many draft picks to trade after they do a right. Rodgers deal, but 
yeah, they need to address both spots. Uh, if they stay at 13, it makes a lot of sense to pick a tackle there, especially if one of those three guys falls. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be those two. And center is obviously another spot. I'm sure some people had some questions about yeah. that in there. Yeah. So um, my next question is going to be about Ben Jones. There's been yeah. a lot of rumors about um, the Jets trying to bring him in to be the center for Aaron Rodgers. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, I, I do think, you know, there's some mutual interest there. I, I don't know what Ben Jones is looking for. If, if he's waiting to see if Rogers is going to come in, you know, he, his season ended early because of concussions last year, which is pretty scary, obviously. Uh, but historically he's almost never missed any games. And when he plays, he's one of the better centers in the league. He played with Keith Carter in Tennessee and Todd Downing. Like it makes a lot of sense. Connor McGovern's still out there. I think it's pretty clear the jets maybe are, are willing to move on from him. And I feel like he probably hasn't found the market he was looking for because these centers haven't been getting as big of contracts. I think, Ethan Posick from the uh, Browns yep. was like the perceived like top guy. I think he got like what, like six million a year, something like that. Yeah, three years, eighteen million. And, and, and McGovern, Bradley, Bradley Bozeman got about the same. Yeah, with the Panthers. And McGovern yeah. made more than that on his last deal. So I, I, I think the the market is less than everybody expected. I think this is a pretty good class of centers in the draft too. Like you can get a pretty good one in the early second round, or if the Jets trade back or whatever it is. So. I personally would think about drafting one, but Ben Jones, if you can get him and you're confident that he's healthy, you get him and then maybe you draft someone to develop to replace him eventually. But, you know, I know Tim wanted to talk about some of the guys they added. Uh, not, not a lot to say about those guys, but um, <laughs> uh, that gets sli- slid down the rundown. The yeah, yeah. Go, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, like they, they need depth on the O-line and they need a center and they need to figure out who the right tackle is. But I, I think, again, I've said this before on here in stories. I think the team is higher on their current offensive line than than the fans are, is what I would say. Yeah, so they did add Wes Schweitzer. Is yeah. that um, pronouncing it Schweitzer correctly? Schweitzer in, in Cologne, right? Yeah. Tristan yeah. Cologne, yeah. C- could he, he be the perceived center if uh, they don't add anybody? Well, as of, as of right now, he's their only yes. option. But um, <laughs> I... I, I don't think they signed him to be a starter. I think he'll, he's like a okay. backup. He can play center and guard. I think the idea is he'd be a backup. But I mean, if they don't, if they keep going further in the offseason, don't add anybody, then he, maybe he will be, be the starter. I don't know. Yeah, he's a guy that has 60 starts in his career. Yeah, so exactly. He's done so he has it, experience but, at least. Yeah. yeah. And right. it's a two year deal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back to the D line, uh, a lot of questions about uh, Calais Campbell. Do you see that being a fan? yeah? Fans are obsessed. Fans are obsessed with that possibility. I, Calais Campbell is. Let me see how old he is. He's pretty old. He is uh, thirty six years old. Yeah. He he's still yeah. he's still very good. Still has something left in the tank. Great locker room guy. Great locker Great room guy. guy. Five yeah. and a half sacks. He can play D end and D tackle, which I know they like guys who can play both. 
I think he makes a lot of sense, but I don't I don't know what Calais is looking for. You know, he, I mean, he mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in Baltimore before that. He's with the Cardinals forever. Um, it would it would be if if Joe Douglas wanted to get fans to stop being upset that he's you know sitting on his hands, air quotes that they keep saying, which I don't think is actually true. Um, I think Calais Campbell will go a long way towards making everybody happy, but. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what he wants or if he's going to look to go somewhere like a Buffalo or somewhere like that where maybe as of right now he can look at the roster and say we're going to win the, I can win a Super Bowl there. Like I don't I don't know what Calais is looking for, if he's looking for money or whatever it is. But the fact that he's lingering on in free agency still like, like is interesting. I don't like but I don't know. I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I, I I haven't heard anything about that is what I would say. So uh, I saw one other and I guess we could even get this to the end, but there was a couple questions about QB2. Um, and what the, Mm. (laughs) as of now, I mean, it's something we've talked a lot about, but as of now, do you think they, besides Rogers, do they bring in another veteran as a backup or what do they do there without Mike White now? Yeah. That's kind of the, one of the more underrated, fascinating things about what happens if, and when there's always the the Rogers trade. Yeah. There's, I mean, yeah, Straveler's the answer, but, um, realistically, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I, I can't imagine they go in with Wilson as the only other quarterback, like, as the number two, I, I would think they want to bring competition. The quarterback market's pretty dried up. Teddy Bridgewater's still out there. If if he's willing to sign a cheap deal, that'd be worth it. Backup legend Chase Daniel is still out there. You know, the best businessman in the NFL. Just keeps grinding away without ever playing. It's it's amazing stuff. Um, he's still out there. Um, and then you could see them maybe drafting a guy, but maybe not in the first round, but someone to like develop for long term. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. I but I. I can't imagine you go into a season comfortable as Zach as the number two, but I could be wrong. That would tell us a lot. I think it's something we've talked about here. That's just the, if, if that is the case, I think it means maybe they think more of Zach than we think they do at this point. Right. Or, or I guess that they're confident Rogers won't get hurt, I guess. Cause that he, seems like, a he, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does. I will say Rogers historically from, you know, he, he plays through plenty of pain, right? Like last year he was obviously injured. Uh, most of the year, but still posted. So it it is gonna it is gonna hurt for Jets fans when Mike White is playing against them late in the season and has a chance to like eliminate from them, them from the playoffs or something because everybody knows that's what's gonna happen. So by the way, <laughs> is, is posted a football? Do people use that term in football, Zach? What posted? It's a base baseball thing. They what talk do you mean, about guys that posted. play every day? They posted. Uh, Oh no, 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 no I don't say that in football. I just swung yeah. baseball jargon. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, keep that out of here, Tim. No baseball. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, the weather's getting nicer. It is. It's exciting. Baseball season's about to start. I would if love- you're a Yankees. I get. I'm gonna be in. Ar- I'm gonna be in Arizona this time next week for the owners' meetings. Right. It's gonna be right. beautiful out there. I'm gonna rub it in everybody's face on this podcast. Yeah. Check out the end of spring training. Right? True. Yeah. That, it's going on while I'm there. That's true. Yeah. Exciting yeah, stuff. All right, should we do rapid fire news? To, yeah, let's uh, do it. To wrap things up here, and maybe if we get a few more questions in um, while we do this, we can tack them on at the end. Um, but we mentioned Schweitzer and Cologne, um, but beyond that, if we go way back, uh, Quincy Williams got a three-year, eighteen million dollar deal. Um, I don't want to. That's great. I think it's good to have Quincy back, and, and he's only twenty-six year old. Twenty-six years old still. Obviously, you would assume it keeps Quinnen happy. So let's talk about that angle on it. Um, when you think about Quinnen's upcoming contract, uh, Darren Payne got four years, 90 million from the commanders. Uh, Quinnen's going to get more than that, right, Zach? 
that kind of sets the yeah. low bar. I feel and there's like. still a few other contracts to come. Jeffrey Simmons, Dexter Lawrence, and I believe there's like one other guy. I think Chris Jones might be looking for a new deal. So the number is going to keep going up. Uh, the Jets have other priorities right now. That I, I just think with the Rodgers stuff and everything else, they just can't really afford to, to look at the Quinnen contract just yet. But I, I've been saying the whole time, and I still think this it's going to wind up in the $25 million a year range. What really matters is the guarantees and, and all that and all that jazz and the cap hits and all that. But I think it, it, it's lands somewhere around $25 million, and it'll probably be, depending on the timing of it, you know, the number two, number three highest paid defensive tackle in the league. Nobody's going to reach the Aaron Donald contract, at least not yet which is like over 30, but he Quinnen's going to do well for himself and bringing Quincy back certainly helps. They got him on a really uh, team friendly contract, I think, because the linebacker market, like most of the markets, honestly, a lot of the positions have had, you know, depressed markets this year because teams just aren't willing to pay these guys as not as lucrative of a free agency class. And you're seeing stuff like the safeties and, and all that stuff like Chauncey Gardner Johnson just took a pretty small deal. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've seen fans get mad, like, why aren't the Jets doing that? Like, why, why did the Jets sign him? First of all, you don't know that he would have taken that money with the Jets. Um, and also, I, I don't think Joe Douglas is ever going to be someone who spends a lot of money on a safety. I, I think they're more likely to draft somebody early. They traded for Chuck Clark, which I don't know if we really got into on here, actually. Um, yeah, they traded for Chuck Clark from the Ravens. I think he's a solid player. I, I do wonder how he fits next to Jordan Whitehead. I haven't gotten the sense that they're thinking about getting rid of Whitehead yet. But, you know, if they went and pursued another safety or they drafted the guy from Alabama, maybe they move on from Jordan because they'd save like $7 million, but I don't know. They like him in the building. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that works with those two safeties and how they, how they fit next to each other. But Chuck Clark, good value, only $4 million cap it this year. I think they only gave up like a seventh round pick. I think that was a good uh, low key Joe Douglas trade that, you know, fills a position of need with a, a guy who's from my understanding is perceived as like a very good leader and locker room guy as well. Uh, so bringing in guys like that can never hurt. Um, yeah. You know, it's like I said, it's been it's been a quiet offseason. They, you know, I'm sure this was coming up shortly for the rapid fire, but they got a new punter. It looks like they're gonna they're gonna be signing. The rapid fire is not being very rapid. Yeah, I know, right? I know, because I can't I can't talk quickly. I guess <laughs> it's Monday morning. It's okay. Yeah, Thomas Morstead, uh, who actually like filled in for Braden Man a couple years ago. Uh, I know fans were pretty upset with Braden Man by the end. I, Adam Schefter reported the Jets were shopping Braden Man in the trade. I I can't imagine that's gonna happen. I, that's what I was going to ask you. Is there any world where they could get a pry a seventh round pick away from somebody for Braden? Maybe, but I don't know. I that's probably just them trying to drum up some noise and Schefter help them. Um, but you know, it's more likely they cut man or it's a competition in camp kind of thing. But Morset is still pretty good. He's thirty seven. Um, he's another guy that you know is really well liked around in terms of like the teams he's been on and stuff. Won a Super Bowl with the Saints. It is, it is, it is funny how, how much, like, is that, whenever I would do, like, ranking team needs, like, I, I would get comments on the articles, like, um, you didn't include punter. Why not? Like, Jets fans, I feel like, focus on punter more than any other, other fan base. <laughs> the only thing more is maybe kicker. Uh, but that True. is a, a position that's been solidified, kind of. I think you yeah, feel good I, about I, I, Greg I Leg returning. And he's I forget back. who the last one was, but I saw there was, like, a, somebody pointed out he's going to be the first kicker they've had in back-to-back years in like a while so it's wild <laughs> so you know inevitably he'll revert back to jets kicker form maybe but he was pretty good last year he tailed off a little bit at the end but you feel pretty good about greg zerline as your kicker i think and thomas hennessy is still back for another go around longest tenured guy uh and uh yeah the thomas hennessy hive is still still going strong um all right anything else trickling in marissa 
I mean, a, a lot of a lot of questions like, <laughs> you know, potential trade candidates um, who could be, you know, part of the Rogers deal. Um, I did I see. Think. What will your first question to Rogers be, mm. Zach? So mm, that one. That's a good in. one. What, uh, what do you? I, I'll. I won't say you, but big picture. Do you think the first question for Aaron Rodgers is about the saga that got him to New York, or do you think it's about the 2023 New York Jets? It's, it's a good question. I. The first questions usually aren't like the hardest hitting ones, but yeah, you got to throw the softball um, up there first, right? I, I, I wind up, I wind up being the one to do the first question a lot because a lot of times everybody's nobody wants to ask the first question. And I'm tired of like the awkward silence, so I'll like I'll yell it out. But I, I would say probably something to do with like this process, how it went, um, and or like what what it's like sitting up there, like no longer a Packers quarterback kind of thing. I feel like that that's where it'll start off. But yeah. I'm interested in what the crowd will look like, if the Jets will make a whole thing of it, or if it'll be more low-key. Like I imagine they would make a big thing of it. That's why, timing-wise, I wonder when it's going to be. I mentioned this before, but I think if it doesn't happen this week, which there's been no noise, which is kind of crazy how it's been so quiet, but if it doesn't happen this week, I think it would make sense in Oder's meetings because they'll all be there. So in theory, they could, you know, Joe Douglas and Brian Gutenkos could sit down together and talk it out, whereas right now they're probably doing it over the phone. You know, and maybe you can peer pressure somebody into doing something quicker. Because if somebody's looking me in the face, they I'm usually you can peer pressure me usually into doing stuff. It's, it's not great. <laughs> so I don't know how good Joe Douglas and Brian are at being peer pressured, but I would I would I'd be happy to go and and shout some stuff at them to get it going too. Um, I'll try and find where they're negotiating. Maybe they're going to be at um, like In and Out Burger or something. <laughs> the quite the good like, question in, of the bushes hiding. With yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make out with their, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll get like one of those fancy that. like FBI things where you can like hear what they're talking about, like you hold yes. up the satellite thing. Yeah, <laughs> they get exactly. the job if they get the deal done in a couple of weeks. Then you wonder when does Rogers actually like get on a plane? I know. I, I, I'm York, wondering right? about that too. Is that like there was a rumor? OTAs? There was a rumor, and I haven't been able to see if it was true. That there was like Aaron Rodgers been Hoboken shopping for apartments. No, I don't know if that was true or not. not true. <laughs> I don't there's no think way Aaron Rodgers is moving to Hoboken. Yeah, yeah, he's more well, likely to no be in the middle of nowhere it. in Florham Park or whatever. Yeah, right. And there's no way he's doing it himself. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah you you send somebody to do that, especially someone. Like he's got to move from Green and Bay. He's and the most like, famous person in like sports right now, who everybody's has their eye on. So right. Um, but it's just funny. It's we're already reaching that stage, and you know, there's gonna be certain publications that are gonna be like you know, following his dating life and everything he does and says and stuff like that. Well, Zach, you know Jersey City's where it's at anyway, not Hoboken. I agree. Yeah. Come to Jersey City, Aaron. I'll give you a tour. Um, I won't I won't ask you for your number. It'll be it fine. It makes more sense for him to live in, like, Morristown, though. Yeah. You know? It seems more likely he would do big that. Big house. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. One, we, one more question, Marissa? Yeah. A lot of questions about Quan Alexander. Mm, um, and if love he'll him. be back this year. I, I guess I didn't realize, like, I knew fans liked him, but I didn't realize until this offseason how much they like Quan. Because um, I, at before free agency started, I did, like, a tweet where I predicted where everybody would go. I got a couple, I've mostly been right. I predicted Nathan Shepard to be back, and he's gone. And I, I think I said Sheldon Rankins will be back, and I was wrong about that. <clears throat> but I said Quan gone, and everybody got, like, all fired up about that. I don't know. I Maybe they, they circle back to him if, there's still a bunch of linebackers. It's been, again, like linebackers aren't making much money in free agency. I think linebacker as a position has kind of been devalued a little bit. So I do wonder if they just bring him back at some point as depth. I, I, I think they're more likely to go and find somebody in the draft to develop as like, you know, the third guy who 
like Quan's role. He didn't play as much, but he was considered like the third starter. And then next year or the year after, when you move on from CJ Mosley, you have someone you could plug in as a replacement. I don't know. I could see him coming back. The fact that he isn't signed elsewhere means it's always a possibility, but I don't really have a good read on how they feel about bringing him back. He is, he is a locker room guy. He's a leader. They love him in that building. He's the energy guy. You heard a lot of stories about they'd be down in a game and he'd be going around the sideline to everybody getting them pumped up. Like, there's value in having him there, and he knows Salah's defense and all that stuff. So um, it would make sense, but I, I don't have a great read on if they want to bring him back or not. All right. Well, I think we have uh, reached the end of this episode. Hey, if you want to join The Athletic, you can do it as a new subscriber right now for $1.99 a month for 12 months. Go to theathletic.com slash can't wait. You can get all of Zach's great writing, all of our other NFL content, and all the other sports. March Madness right now. Baseball season's about to gear up. The NHL and NBA playoffs around the corner. So no better time to join The Athletic, uh, theathletic.com slash can't wait. We'll be back with you, I think, in two weeks, unless something crazy happens. Uh, that'll be after the owners' meetings. Um, feels like that's maybe when this thing gets done. So, so we'll plan on that. But as always, if breaking news happens, we'll get back to you sooner. Um, Zach, any parting thoughts? I saw someone tweet at us uh, jokingly saying, can't wait, it's at 11. That means the Aaron Rodgers trade will happen around two. So, mm -hmm. you know, I it would be annoying, but I would be happy to get it over with. So I'm, I'm all for yeah. that. <laughs> and we will not be back at four to recap that. If that <laughs> We'd be back we're, later in the week. We're going to do four podcasts today, breaking down each aspect of the trade. Um, yes. We're going to set a record for single podcast episodes in a day. It's going to be great. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, make sure you also subscribe to the YouTube page, subscribe to the podcast, give us five stars, tell your friends, all that stuff. Uh, the YouTube page up over 6,000 subscribers. We'd love to. Yeah. Hey, let's get that to 10 at some point, right? Let's keep that building up. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Talk to you soon.